Welcome to another edition of Market Impact Insights, your podcast source for business leadership perspectives to help your business grow. Hear from experts in marketing, sales, business strategy, and more with practical advice for business success. Make sure you won't miss the latest episodes by visiting marketimpactnow.com. Now, here's your host, Dan Albaum. Hello again. On today's program, we're going to talk about the concept of partnership, how companies don't have to go it alone to spread the power of their brand and their message. And joining us to talk about this today is John Griffiths, head of marketing for Sports Travel and Hospitality Group, a London-based sports event management company. John, welcome to the program. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. So, John, you have an extensive marketing background and uh, certainly this topic of how to effectively partner has been part of your responsibility and your different roles. But talk to us a little bit more about how you've come to evolve your view of that and, and kind of built an experience base around partnership marketing. Yeah, well, I mean, I started marketing uh, a little while ago. I try to pretend I'm still young and, and fresh, but um, sadly, that's not the case. And I think, you know, since I started sort of nearly, uh, well, sort of 12, 13 years ago, it's definitely evolved. And I think now organizations and brands are much more open to, to partnership marketing and, and looking for healthy partnerships. So when I first started, it was really just a B2B sales proposition. Um, and, and then I moved um, into um, health equipment marketing. And, and we started working with the brands that we were selling to. And, and now, in, especially in sports, it's really a key part of our our strategy so working whether that's with the olympics or rugby world cup or a local organizing body like the uh, british olympic association actually those organizations they they feed off partnerships um and so i think you know now you look at tie-ins whether it's movie tie-ins tv programs brands are launching you know nike uh, matching with brands and people to launch new products. And it, it just seeps into every area of, of the marketing mix. And while we hear a lot about the concept of partnership in the marketing world, there are a few things that really drive a great partnership that really make it effective from a marketing standpoint. What are some of those? Yeah, I, I think for me, it, it always has to come back to the customer, to the buyer, um, and, and looking at actually what you're offering that person. Because you might think, yeah, great, we want to do uh, a partnership with, with Nike, to use, a, to use my previous example. But actually, if the customer's not getting a, a benefit from that partnership, then don't even bother. And I think looking, we, we had a discussion today. I was um, at a Formula One brand um, at their headquarters. And for them, obviously, partnerships are key. They have lots of different partnerships plastered all over the driver's suits and the cars and they and they really you know use those partnerships but we started talking about esports and i think there's a there's a the bit of a tendency at the moment for lots of brands to be thinking they need to jump feet first into into partnerships and get involved in esports but they're unsure of how that relates to their to their buyer so i think it's about taking a step back and going hang on does this does this work for our particular buyer or does the people we want to partner, do they have the buyers in their audience mix that we want to get to? And if that works, 
then then it's a partnership that's that's meant to be. It's like any good relationship. Um, it, it's got to work for both of you. Um, and I think that leads on to, to shared values as well. I would never want to see, um, well, again, coming back to the Formula One example, the tobacco companies were phased out of, of Formula One because actually they didn't share those values. Um, I, my, my grandparents have got a, a 1948 program from the Olympics and, and there's advertising in there for, for tobacco brands and big chimneys promoting industrial um, you know, towns. And, and, and that's moved out of favour. So I think as a brand, you need to look very carefully at the shared values of who you're trying to partner and, and finally, my, my third bit of advice really is to, to look at the alignment of each other's objectives. You know, what are we trying to achieve from this partnership? Is it trying to achieve new leads from a B2B point of view? Is it trying to achieve, um, you know, some gravitas in the content that we're, we're producing? Um, and, and so I think, yeah, absolutely, both brands or multiple brands need to look at the objectives and if they're aligned and if they feel they can achieve those objectives through partnership marketing then fantastic. It's it's a partnership that you want to have. And you brought and up you brought something up really important, important there about, about B2B, B2B companies. companies. When people think about these major sporting events, often they think that this is just for consumer brands. It's It's a way to reach more and more eyeballs. But really, these types of partnerships can be really powerful for B2B focused companies, right? Oh, incredibly. And, and more and more so, I'm seeing job titles which are, uh, are purely driven towards this kind of work so i'm seeing you know commercial partnerships manager or partnerships director and i think from a b2b point of view if you could align yourself with a brand so i'm going to use a, a real life example without trying to mention names there's a, there's a software company in the uk and they partner with um, major formula one brands they partner with major premier league soccer brands and they they give their software they the, the the brands use their software and in return the software brands get to actually host events with these with these sporting organizations they get access to players they get access to to great content to to promote their products to other people and that's really really attractive and that's purely b2b so absolutely yeah it doesn't need to be just b2c um you know these sporting organizations they have a very different strategy for promoting to their to their ticket buyers if you will um but b2b you know in sports particularly we see many many organizations use the power of hospitality aligning themselves with a particular sporting event or or more so you know content production um shared events things like that and when it does all come together when there are shared values when there is great alignment in terms of understanding each other's objectives in these partnerships, what are some of the biggest advantages you've seen that come from those partnerships? How can impact really be measured? Yeah, it's it's a great point because I think um, coming back to it's, you've got to come back to the objectives. Um, it's all very nice to to partner with someone, but if you're not achieving measurable KPIs and, and positive outcomes, then it's pointless for, for us. Um, we we do a lot about gaining a new audience, so it's about exposure. Um, good good real life example is at the moment we've got an event happening in January, uh, and we're selling B two B and and high net worth B two C corporate hospitality for for the Rugby World Cup, and 
we've we've done a good job of that with our existing database, but we, we, we need a new audience and we need to get out there and find those people. So there's a national newspaper in the UK, very well known for its for its rugby content. The demographics of it, they have a subscription model, so it's all high net worth individuals. And we're partnering them to do a co-branding event. So for us, it's about gaining that new new audience. And measurability is absolutely key. It's like anything you would ever do now. You need to measure it. So we will, you know, we'll data capture at the event. We'll get it into our CRM, which with the correct lead source, we'll follow it through the pipeline. And at the end of it, we'll we'll go, right, was was that partnership a success? Um, another another outcome of, of successful partnerships would be shared resources. That might be people, it might be budget, it might be channels. So, you know, is there a is there a other partner out there who have got a, a great database which which matches the audience profile that you're trying to go after? That's valuable. So what's the give and get in that situation? Um, how can you market through their channels to their audience um, with your message? Is it a co-white paper? Is it a co-event? Is it sharing of an asset? So for us, you know, we get assets, access to assets like um, the Rugby World Cup, the actual Web Ellis trophy that's given to the to the winner. And and that's the benefit to the to the national newspaper who we're partnering with. So for us, it's about getting a new audience, getting those new leads through the door for our sales team. And for them, it's getting access to the trophy, to our ambassador that we're using. So it's all about give and get. What What's the benefit there? Um, and there's other things as well. There's added value. Um, SEO is another really, really good one. So if you can get your link put on a, a strong domain authority page uh, in a partnership, scheme then great you're going to get that backlink into your website and vice versa if you can give your backlink or give a backlink to someone else and they get a bit of seo benefit from that then these are all things that that you can measure quite quite easily now um, through analytics and crm tracking Um, but it's really important that you do that because as we know marketing's massively evolved Um, we're no longer seen as the the coloring in people i think i hope Um, so for us, it's about creating unique landing pages, uh, vanity URLs that we can track in Google Analytics to see where where traffic is coming from, um, and then using unique tracking links so we can really measure the medium, the channel, the source, etc., and, and get everything into CRM. And then at the end, we can we can actually measure if that partnership's been a successful one. Yeah, that's a great recap. A lot of potential digital marketing synergies. And uh, the ability to track and be more precise in terms of measuring that investment, really, really important. So with all of those types of benefits you mentioned, what are still some of the continuing obstacles you see for B2B organizations that are out there trying to find and nurture the right partnerships? Yeah, well, I mean, for for us in the UK, I mean, there's a new European data legislation, which I'm sure you've heard of, called uh, GDPR. Um, which was the bane of my life uh, a bit earlier this year. I don't, th- I don't know if it affects people in in uh, the US. I think Canada have a have a similar GDPR um, legislation to us, but effectively it changed in May this year. So it meant that you had to actively opt in to communications, or there had to be a legitimate interest um, for you to email someone um, or contact someone. Um, so if we were to email someone with something completely irrelevant. 
or we emailed them with a partner's proposition and they hadn't signed up to that or they didn't think it was uh, of legitimate interest, then we could be fined quite substantially. Um, so that's come in. So that's a real challenge. So so really that has meant for our partnerships that we've changed all our opt-ins. So it's very explicit with, with who we might be sharing the data with um, or what we might be emailing you about. So I think it's just being about being upfront with the with the consumer, with the buyer um, from the start and making sure it's relevant as well. You don't want to be sending out content that isn't relevant anyway. So that's been a big challenge. Um, I think we mentioned reporting before, but I think it's it's about measuring, constant measuring and making sure that you're getting what you both signed up for in the partnership. So I would fully recommend if you're going into a partnership with someone, really lay out what the, the give and gets, what the expectations are out and, and start, and then have constant reviews um, to make sure you're achieving that because you don't want one part of the partnership doing their side of the bargain and giving all these great benefits to the other partner and then that partner not doing the same. Um, that's that's not a healthy relationship. So I think that balance are both parties putting in the same amount of work and, and getting the same results is really important. Um, it's like any good marriage, you know, you want to make sure both of you are happy. Um, and then and then finally, I think just looking at the conflicts of interest, really, that's another big challenge because you might, for an ambassador, for example, um, we have an ambassador for the Rugby World Cup and he writes for a national newspaper, which means it kind of closes the door on him or us partnering other national newspapers because of that association. So that's something you need to really consider going in. Is there a conflict of interest which might cause issues? Um, and, and, and if not, then great. But but those are things to think about from the offset because you don't want to go deep into the partnership and then suddenly realize you can't do things. Definitely a, a list that needs to be considered in GDPR uh, you're right, is becoming, even in the United States, while it hasn't fully taken effect, there are a lot of companies that are already proactively thinking about how to get in compliance with the expectation it's going to reach uh, the U.S. as well. So it is truly a global relevant consideration. So John, as we begin to wrap things up, any other advice that you'd offer to business leaders thinking about investing more in strategic partnerships? I think I think strategic partnerships are here and they're here to stay. I think when when used well, they they can be brilliant because they they keep content fresh. You know, if if as a brand, if you're contacting your B two B database and it's just your voice and it's just your people and it's just your message, you know that can get quite quite difficult to keep fresh. But bringing in a partnership, suddenly it's it's engaging. Um, you know, it adds gravitas to you, to your brand. So if I'm that software company and a Premier League soccer team have suddenly chosen my software as their software partner, that's going to open the eyes of, of other people. So I think, you know, look look positively at partnerships. Don't be afraid to, to, to go into them just because you maybe not have done them in the past. Um, you know, it's the old hazards. If you, if, you, if you do what you've always done, you'll get the same results. But also, when you when you come to it, think outside the box. Think about how you can be clever with it. So, if you're filming a commercial, you know, as your partnership got a brand ambassador that you can get in your commercial to utilize their brand, um, who could you use in that partnership to write content for you? How could you really mix it up? And there's lots of exciting and different ways. You know, is it a is it a product? If you're in in the product game, 
you know, could you get a partner to put their name to a particular product? That that then starts getting very interesting and exciting. So think outside the box, give it a go, keep it fresh. And and like I said before, constantly review that agreement and the contract. And if it's not working, that's fine. But by measuring it, you then have the facts to back that conversation up. Um, you know, I think the worst thing in marketing is is not to try something. I'd much rather try something, measure it, and then admit it hasn't worked and learn from that than never try at all. So, so those are my kind of wrap-up key bits of advice, I think. John, thanks again for joining and sharing your knowledge and experience on the power of partnerships. Thanks, Dan. And remember to visit marketimpactnow.com for the latest in business leadership perspectives. Until next time, so long.